some son of a bitch, cocksucker, rock and metal. That was always no combat podcast. Yeah, what he said. Welcome to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast with your host, Dr. Fuck, and the Ayatollah of Alcohola, Ian Wadley. Kick on back and listen to another exciting episode. It's time for the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast! Ho ho, hey, hey, it's me, Dr. Fuck from Thrasher, Die and Combat. And with me today is let's do the predictable. That's right. Cracking the beer. It's Ian Wadley. Hello. From New Orleans. And uh Yeah, dude, we got a cool little episode for you guys today. And uh I always let Ian talk in the beginning. All I do is I'm just the intro guy. And uh Ian is the you know the, the Dan Rather of this podcast and he says what's up and i'm kind of like the well what's that old guy on 60 minutes i'm the andy rooney (laughs) Uh, you're like don pardo and i'm brian williams because i make a lot of shit up all right cool uh all right this week i want to thank uh listener of ours josh strobe strobe whatever the fuck who cares nobody really uh he is the winner of the awesome contest that was put up by ThatMetalStation.com. He won the three free CDs, and uh, that's amazing. I want to make him get uh, There you go, Josh. All right, Josh. And, and uh, all right, got, That Metal Station. Yeah, we got to thank Scott Green at That Metal Station. This was a special contest just for our listeners. And I've been seeing that a, uh, a couple of our listeners have been checking out That Metal Station. I want to see some more. I want to see some more of you check it out, because... It's pretty fucking awesome. They've been great to our listeners offering this contest. There's another contest starting up right now called Big Box of Metal. And that's like a shitload of stuff. So you need to get your funky ass over to thatmetalstation.com. Find out all the who's, what's, you know, bajibba, whatever. Find out. Get in this fucking contest because this one's even bigger than what just happened. But I want to I thank Josh and all our other listeners who have checked it out that... Uh, you know, that entered the contest, thanks again to Scott Green being gracious, you know, to do this just for us. Scott Green rules. Yes, he does, and so does that MetalStation.com. They but rule so- even harder than Scott Green. That's right. And that's hard. <laughs> but who doesn't rule is somebody we finally fucking got rid of. Fucking Terrence. We let Terrence back. We did the episode, we didn't air it, because... Actually, we didn't think it was fucking worthy. I know there's some of you that want to hear it. Some of you are glad we didn't fucking air it. Will it ever be aired in one format or another? I don't know. As of now, no. But never say never. We have it. We could always air it if we want to. But this motherfucker got all, you know, all pissy about not winning the contest. Then he's slamming, the, you know, fucking that metal station and Scott Green. We ain't fucking having that shit. That, this motherfucker is gone and gone for good. And I guess his only request is that I don't talk about him. Well, motherfucker, you are always going to be the butt of my fucking jokes. If, if Ralph want to stay out of it, that's fine. He's a little bit nicer than I am. It's not I'm that a, I want to stay out of it. I'm bored of him already. Yeah, I, I get that. But, uh, you know, I, I found out it's not only us that he annoys. And somebody else is going to come forward here 
in a couple weeks uh, with a big announcement about Terrence, and I couldn't be happier because I believe it's ne- uh, next Friday. Bruce Jenner is going to talk to Diane Sawyer. Oh, he's going to bring him up? Yeah, a lot of people think this Bruce Jenner special is about him becoming a woman, and that's part of it. But the other part is a lot of it's about Terrence. He's doing this shit because he's being stalked by fucking Terrence. And he's like, you know what? I've I've tried moving. I've tried all this shit. Now he's going to change fucking genders. He's going to hop, you know, half hack off the old wang and fucking do anything. You know, change his face and everything to get away from fucking Terrence. And unfortunately, if Terrence knows your address, that's what you gotta do. So don't give that motherfucker your address. But you will never see him on our Facebook page ever, ever fucking again. Will I make fun of that motherfucker any chance I can get? Because he's a fucking... He's a douche. It has nothing to do with his fucking disability or whatever. There's plenty of people with those disabilities that aren't a fucking douche. This guy is just... You ever listen... Some of you, I know, you know, you just love the drama so much you've actually listened to his show. And don't you... And I know you've made comments about this. You know, the, the smug laugh this asshole has, like when he says something like he's superior, like... <laughs> you know, oh, fuck you. You know what? Not only did we... Did I fire you from our podcast? As a taxpayer, I want to cut off your fucking disability check. (laughs) I really do, because this cocksucker, not only does he make his dad pay for every CD, but he collects a check from you good taxpayers out there. And if he's got enough time to do all these fucking podcasts, hey, buddy, you got enough time to look for a fucking job, you fucking sponge. You are a fucking sponge. You know, know, Ian, just... A food for thought. And I know this is going to happen eventually. You know there's going to come a day when we're never going to talk about this guy no more. Um, the day that you reach the end, Ian, and you don't want to talk about Terrence no more, there's nobody that's going to listen to the show from curiosity. Because, yes, everybody that listens to Terrence's show listens because we keep talking about him. So people are, like, they want to see who, who this guy is that we keep talking about, so they check out his podcast. The day we stop talking about it, is the day that people will stop listening to his show. But, Ian, you are your own person. I don't tell anybody what to do. So if you want to keep talking about him, go for it. All right. Well, you know, I'm going to let this shit go when his replacement gets here. Because I'm in negotiations uh, to get us a third partner on the show. Because I, like I like to have that other voice. And I'm talking to uh, someone who's going to bring even more to the show than Terrence did. Uh, it's a block of wood. Yeah. But uh, this block of wood has a job and a fucking personality in its own apartment and uh, and will actually pay for shit. So hopefully when block of wood gets here, you know, I'll have something to fucking replace uh, this fucking retard. But enough about this motherfucker. Let's get into the news. What's going and, on in the news this week, Ian? Oh, man. The day we were recording this, there was a... An incredible statement released by my favorite drummer of all time, Bill Ward. Bill Ward rules. And uh, basically he said there's all these talks about, you know, a final Sabbath show, which that's already changed. Now they're saying uh, Sabbath is not playing at the uh, Japanese Oz Fest. That's oh, they're gonna not? Be a- no, no. Uh, yeah, that got canceled. It's now going to be a solo Ozzy show. Oh, that's lame. Yeah, and, and uh, 
Tony Iommi released a statement saying, hey, it's not my fault. Don't read too much into this. You know, it's not because I'm dying. But they didn't say why it's not going to be the final Sabbath show. But basically, Bill Ward came out and said, I am not going to... He says, I never quit Sabbath. I'm still in Sabbath. I don't know what that, that might mean legally. But uh, basically, he said, uh, he's not going to do jack shit until Ozzy apologizes to him. Uh, for shit he says that... Uh, he said Ozzy said that's a lie. And he said, and I don't want a half-ass apology through a third fucking party, which probably means, you know, Sharon coming out and saying something. He says he wants Ozzy to publicly apologize and say some of this shit's a lie. And until then, he will not play with Black Sabbath. And he also mentioned he has a solo album coming out. But, uh, you know, if you know Bill Ward, he's had solo albums coming out since fucking 1954. That, that haven't materialized. I hope something does come out because he is my favorite drummer of all time. But uh, I, I say, I say, awesome to you, Bill Ward, for sticking up for yourself. You know, because I know, you know, Tony and Geezer, I think bend over backwards, especially Tony, because I believe when they got back with Ozzy, uh, they had to sign a thing saying now that there will be no Black Sabbath without Ozzy. You know, I, I, I think, you know, that that's kind of, there's some kind of legal shit there that there's no way they can call it Black Sabbath without Ozzy. And that was Ozzy's term to get back into the band. And, of course, Tony jumped on it because it meant a shitload of money for him. And it meant money for Geezer. But, uh... Let's, also, hope, that's, let's hope they don't turn into Bob Daisley and complain about it later. He well, sold out, therefore deal with it. Yeah, yes, they did. But also... I don't so- solely point the finger at fucking Ozzy for this mess either. Uh, because let's not forget that uh, Tony and Geezer totally jumped ahead and went on without Bill for the 97 reunion. You know, when they first got back together, they said, fuck you, Bill Ward. They fucked over Bill Ward on the on that, uh, that horrible track on the reunion album. And it seems like he's been their whipping boy for a long fucking well, time. Well, if you know your Sabbath uh, history, he's been their whipping boy... Even when he was, when they formed the band, they fucked with Bill relentlessly. They even lit his beard on fire once. Yeah, yeah, Tony, Tony did. Yeah, Tony set him on fire. I think a couple times. <laughs> you know, they, they talk about the one time fucking Bill's mother called up fucking Tony and chewed his ass out in something fierce. I think that that might have been during the recording. Uh, never say die or heaven and hell. And I think that's shortly before his mother passed away because I believe his parents both died. Uh, shortly after Heaven and Hell. Wow. Well, yeah, let me let me let me just say something. This goes out to all you Kiss nerds that that always defend Eric Singer and uh, Tommy Thayer and your stupid excuses. Hey, uh, if uh, if they offered it to you, you would do it. No, I wouldn't. You know why? Because Bill Ward. That's why Bill Ward didn't Bill Ward didn't bend over for anybody. Okay, Bill Ward is his own man. So, therefore, screw your stupid sellout bullshit. Because all you people sympathize for these people. Oh, well, if Tommy Thayer doesn't do it, somebody else will. Yeah, so that's why Tommy Thayer does it. Bill Ward is like, hey, if you don't do it, somebody else will. And Bill Ward was like, fuck you. Go ahead, because I'm no bitch. Right. Well, I think think the saddest thing here is, you know, Bill Ward said he had a real hard time being a in Black Sabbath without uh, without Ozzy. Yeah. 
and you know he you know he left shortly you know during the Heaven and Hell tour, came back for Born Again, said it still didn't feel right, you know, left, and then after he left that time, you know, he says I don't want to come back without Ozzy. Even though he did do a couple shows for him on the Cross Purposes tour. Uh, but he said it never felt right. But the other three of them have no problem doing shit without him. And, and I find that very sad and very disrespectful. I agree 100%. And I would feel the same way if Bill stayed and they did it without Geezer. You know what I mean? If it's just one guy out of it, it's not Black Sabbath. I'm sorry, original Black Sabbath. You take any of the four out and you get 13. Well, I wouldn't say that. They they made a good, you know. No, mob. it's not. It's dude. Can you compare thirteen to the seventy stuff? Like, it doesn't sound like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, heaven and hell and mob rules are a shitload better than fucking thirteen. And born against no, no, better no, no, than thirteen. No, wait, wait, no, I'm talking about original Sabbath. To me, I'm sorry. Black Sabbath, heaven and hell, mob rules, born again, all perfect albums. All I give a ten, but it's not Black Sabbath. Come on. It's just okay. not Black Sabbath. Black okay, Sabbath I, I, I agree there. I agree is, that. is the original four, and the original four aren't on thirteen. Therefore, you can't you can't stack up thirteen to the original Black Sabbath. At least Van Halen. I mean, Dave may, may have sounded a little hoarse, but everybody delivered musically on that damn album, right? Know, without Michael Anthony, right? Uh, it's just fucking sad. Uh, I hope it gets. I hits, hope it gets resolved, but I, you know, it probably won't. Um, uh, I, I say end it, end it, end it already. I mean, enough of the disgrace. You know, this is my favorite band we're talking about. I try to like not even think about it anymore because it just depresses me. No, how when I heard they were doing a farewell show, I was like, yeah, please do it already. Get over with it. That's it. Just lay it to rest because thirteen is a horrible way to end the the. The, the, the history of Black Sabbath, for me it is. I know for other people it's not, but I want the I want the band to just stop, just stop. More well, than Kiss. I, ooh, ooh, yeah. boy, that's that's a tough one. Yes, that's a tough one. Kiss, kiss, look, Kiss has gone through like peaks and valleys all through their career. For me, Sabbath, I don't care what anybody says. Technically, Never Say Die may not be as good as the ones before, but they were still great albums that I love. And I felt like their 70s career was fucking great. It was um, great. Amazing. Amazing. Blueprint for fucking metal. Yeah. Well, let's talk about another metal band uh, that a lot of, you know, love them, hate them. They got a lot of both. And that's Metallica. Yeah. Well, what, what are they up to now? Okay. Well, here's an announcement from, uh, this definitely wasn't what I wanted to hear, but uh, Kirk Hammett came out and said, that the new album they're working on is more progressive than uh, th- that half-ass song they released last year called Lords of Summer, which really did nothing for me. And I, and I liked a lot of shit on Death Magnetic, but I heard that Lords of Summer, and I was like, eh, this ain't the direction I was uh, fucking hoping for. Uh, it sure as fuck ain't no fight fire with fire. You know, no battery. You know, You're nope. not going to get that from Metallica anymore. They Look, man, with the squillion dollars that they've made, they lost the passion. I know you like Death Magnetic, but I just see it as like the, mo- I, I, the most pathetic album they've ever done. Uh, honestly, it's them trying to be thrashing. You can just hear them struggling, trying to recapture what they were. They're no longer what they were. They, you know, Lars... 
James, well, Kurt doesn't matter. But those two are just no longer those two members you knew from the 80s. They changed. The passion's gone. They want to be musicians instead of fucking ragers. Remember when they called themselves ragers? Now they're more like artists. And and uh, and, and James Hetfield's more more concerned with funny cars. And, and Lars is more concerned of selling his paintings for a million dollars. It's just well, not the same people. Well, you know, not no nobody gets good when they fucking sober up either. Okay, except for you, Ralph. Uh, hey, thank you, dude. But, no, uh, no, oh, I got important news. Burp. Tell me. My doctor says I might be able to drink again. Get the fuck out of here. True story. He said that give it another year. Another year, if my pancreas keeps going the way it is, I'm not like before, but I will be able to have my occasional beers socially, like once a month or so. I'll take it. How about once a week when we do the podcast? No, no, that ain't gonna happen. Oh, damn it. I'm sorry. I ain't yeah, gonna... yeah. Somebody's got to edit this. Come on. Shit. What, 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 are you, what, what are you implying? That I'm not good on the show sober? No, I love you on the show sober, but goddamn. I'll tell you what, as long as that one time a month is when when you and me finally get to fucking meet in person and hang out. Yeah, I'll have some beers that night. There you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, fuck Metallica. Progressive isn't what I want to hear. I want to hear fucking raw fucking thrash. But I guess if I want good current thrash by a classic band, I guess I better listen to fucking Overkill. Overkill, that's right. Those guys didn't lose it. Okay. Yeah, never, never lost it because they never made it. All right, let me ask and, you. Let and I don't you. mean that. I don't mean that as a slam. I'm just saying they never got so comfortable. They've stayed hungry yeah. all these years. Yeah. So much respect to fucking Overkill. So what's better, White Devil Armory or Death Magnetic? I thought so. so oh, what Jesus else is, what else is in the news? Not even, not even close. What else is in the news? Anything else? All right. Well, uh, Armored Saint released another. Fuck uh, yes. Another song off the new album. Did you listen to that today? No, but I did see it in my news feed, but I was busy. But I will listen to it later. I'm sure yes. it's going to be good, right? Yes, it was called Mess. And uh, I don't know. Neither one of these songs, uh, I don't dislike them. Oh, but, I love that. Hands but they down. haven't caught I, I take what, what I love them at hands down. Uh, That's a great song. Oh, my God. Uh, Gonzo. Gonzo beat the fuck out them drones, man. No, I, and it I, has that stinky armored stained groove that I love. And, and I, I'm, I'm sure they're gonna grow on me. Uh, unlike a lot of people, I did like Marasa. Uh but I'm a newer armored saint fan. Right. So it's it's easier for me to accept that, and I, I totally admit that. You know, if I was there from the beginning, Armored Saint's one of those bands I just missed back in the day. They totally went off my radar. But as I've gone back, I really love them. But because I came on later, I can accept a different sounds from them. You know, the same same way with, you know, how I am with Iron Maiden and you can't. But I'm, you know, like, I get mad at my son when he thinks that fucking St. Anger is good. And I'm like, no, but that's when he was growing up, St. Anger came out. You know what I mean? Um, but I'm just happy they're out playing no matter what. I know the album would be good. Uh, unfortunately, they're playing nowhere near me, uh, and I don't think they're playing anywhere near you. Uh, but uh, people, go online uh, and, and check shit out. If they're coming towards you, go check them out. 
this this is something uh, I hear Eddie Trunk bitch about a little bit, and I think he's absolutely right. A lot of people are like, whatever happened to this band? Whatever happened to this guy? Everybody has a fucking computer or a smartphone. If there's somebody you love, Google them. There might be a chance. Everybody's got a fucking website now or a Facebook page. See if bands that you love are playing around you, and if they are, go. Man, I kept bitching about, like, nobody coming to fucking New Orleans. Now everybody's coming to New Orleans, and I am broke as fuck. I've got fucking Destruction, Sepultura, Primus, Slayer, Ministry, uh, fuck, uh, Rob Zombie... Uh, I've got so many fucking concerts that I'm going to. I don't. I, I can't even list them all right now. But I'm supporting them because if you don't go, people, the, it, this shit's gonna fucking die. There ain't no new fucking good bands coming out for the most part, you know. And uh, if you keep, if you want to keep seeing classic people, and nobody's buying records these days, man, you gotta go out and support them live. Plus, it's fucking rock and roll. Get out there, people. Get out. Get out there and you know see these bands. If it's a fucking Tuesday night, take Wednesday off if you can. <laughs> That's what I do. I, I use all my vacation days. I don't get to take a whole week vacation because I use all my days for like days after concerts so I can really get fucked up and have a good time. That's me. Yeah, I'm going to two concerts the next couple of days. Tomorrow I'll see Jakey Lee and the day oh, after. Oh, amazing. And the day after The Who. Oh, amazing. With amazing. Joe Jett and the Black Hearts is opening. And oddly enough, I Ooh, saw I the- just- I saw the Farewell Tour, The Who, 1981, where Joan Jett and the Blackhearts opened that show, too. I heard she got booed off stage. No, not the show I saw. Uh, uh, where did you see? You saw it in South Florida, huh? I saw, no, I saw it in Orlando. My buddy was saw it in Orlando. He said she got booed off stage. Wrong. It was the B-52. Oh, yeah, B-52. They opened, and they were... I don't know as much as getting booed off stage, but I know there was one part they were they were pegged so much with, uh, with cups that one of the cups got stuck in one of the girls' hairs. Oh, you know, she man. has hair like fucking Marge Simpson, you know? And one of the cubs oh. got stuck in there. I remember um, that. My, my buddy, Ubi, Dave Uberbacher. I, I wish love that was. guy. Yeah, I, I love him too. He ain't listening to this shit. I wish he was, though. But he went to that show. And he would Anytime we were listening to classic rock and Joan Jett would come out, he's like, ah, fuck that cunt. I saw her open up for the fucking, you know, the who, the P-52s. They got booed off stage. It was horrible. Uh, no, she did, she but, went over well. She went over okay, well. Okay, well, may, may he, knowing him, he's probably high as a kite then. Yeah. He couldn't tell who's who. But anyway, I'm glad you're seeing fucking Jakey Lee, one of my all-time favorites. And I'm glad you're seeing the two. I hope the two put on a good show for you. I saw when they were the three. Yeah, so did back, I. Back in 89. The last time I saw them was in 89 when they were the three, you know. But... Speaking of Jakey e. Lee, yes. let's get into this fucking album we're talking about today. It's Ultimate Sin Time. It's a 1986, I believe, album, right? 86? Yes, right? sir. 1986 yes, sir. album by Glossy Osborne. Uh, I call it Glossy because this was the glam area era of Ozzy Osborne. Uh, the Ultimate Sin, which is a, yes. an appropriate title uh, for the album because... I feel it is an ultimate sin by everything he's done so far. Uh, this one didn't do nothing for me. Has I'll be honest with you, when it first came out, I really was so turned off by it. But at that time, every band was turning me off. Iron Maiden was Somewhere in Time. Judas Priest with Turbo. 
Let me tell you, and I'm telling you, Somewhere in Time Turbo and Ultimate Sin to me is the trifecta of craptacular albums. Yes, I know a lot of you are like, but, but Somewhere in Time is my favorite Maiden album. That's okay, dude. To me, it's like they got castrated, okay? Uh, what was it? Uh, what, what did they do to the guitars again? Um, Dark Synth. Huh? Synthesizers, right? On the yeah, guitars? Yeah, what yeah. the fuck is up with that? And may I add, uh, Bruce, Bruce Dickinson said on the home video of Behind the Iron Curtain, which happened during the Power Slave tour, just one album before Somewhere in Time, some guy came up to him and said, I want to do synthesizers with my band. And Bruce goes, Synthesizers does not work with heavy metal. I also want to say that I did review The Ultimate Sin on my channel, The Eternal Idols. And that's when I put on that album. Oh, man, it had to be a good... Must have been at least 20 years before uh, since I've heard it. Must have been. Or even longer. And when I put it on, I was pleasantly surprised by a couple tunes that actually liked. So there you go. Nice. So, and I will mention what songs they are after Ian tells us uh, his history on Ultimate Sin. Alright, man. This was my first Ozzy album. And I fucking absolutely love it. Uh, 86 was a glorious fucking year. It's when I first got into fucking metal. Uh, End 85, early uh, 86. And I saw the video for uh, Shot in the Dark, and I thought it was fucking incredible. Absolutely fucking loved it. Uh, I ordered, at the time, I was still getting shit through Columbia House. So I ordered Ultimate Sin, uh, Diary of a Madman, and Blizzard of Oz. All came at the same time. And I, I loved them all, but uh, it was all sparked by Shot in the Dark. And I thought it was an incredible era for Ozzy. A lot of people don't like it, but to me, man, 86 was a great time. To me, it was the peak of, of what they would consider glam rock or glam metal. Because, uh, I mean, I mean, you had, uh, you know, Somewhere in Time, Turbo, Ultimate Sin. You also had Under Lock and Key by Doc and Behind Electric Circus by Wasp. Inside the electric circuit, yes. Yeah, inside the electric circuit. <clears throat> that's that's when I came into metal, and I, to me, that was the peak of glam. When it when it had a cool look, it had a cool sound, and man, it would surely change very soon because of shit like Poison. Poison and Bon Jovi really kind of changed it because after that, it it wasn't even so much the look as it was the actual music. But at this time, I'm first getting into metal, and it was amazing. And rock stars look like rock stars. People now like, oh my god, I can't believe they dress like that. But at that time, it was awesome. It was the fucking 80s. It was decadent. It, you know, there was you know all kinds of colors. It was bright. It was sparkly. It was fucking awesome. It wasn't the fucking 90s where it's like, Daddy didn't play catch with me. I got (laughs) fucked in the ass by my uncle. Wham, 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 shit. No. Fucking metal was fucking awesome. And, and, you know, it was about like a fast car or a fast whore or 
you know, or it could be like Dungeons and Dragons shit. But it, all metal was escapism. It was awesome. It was fun. And what a great time to be a hard rock fan, in my opinion. It was an incredible time. An incredible time that 86 to me was a cutoff point. 87 on, that's when it started winding down. That's when it started, you know, getting oversaturated. But at that point, everybody looked amazing. They sound amazing. It was so much fucking fun. I love this fucking era. Whatever fucking Rouse says, I love this era. This is when I first truly became a metalhead, when I stopped listening to other forms of music, and it was like metal, nonstop. Might not be what a lot of people call metal, but this was my introduction to metal, and I loved it. I think uh, another thing that you forgot to mention, but you did mention in a previous episode, uh, this whole thing started with Theater of Pain. Yes, I agree. Because before I, I, Theater of Pain, it was black leather. Right, and, and, and that's that's the thing with Motley Crue, you know, with, with uh, you know, Shadow the Devil, they were ripping off Judas Priest. That that look, and so many metal bands ripped off Judas Priest. They took the leather and all this shit, and Motley Crue was smart. They said, hey, let's, you know, let, let's take it 180, and they went very glam, very, very pretty, and, and they... And they fucking hit a home run with Theater of Pain. Whether you like the album or not, their popularity went through the roof. And you saw every band was colorful and bright and glammed up like hell. I, I, got, I, I got to say that... Uh, well, I'm sorry. No, um, no, go ahead. Cut me off again. Go ahead. Okay. Well, dude, you cut me off a lot too, okay? We just we should just rename our show the Cutoff Show. That's fine. But uh, I want to see, you make a very valid point, and that's why I respect your opinion, Ian, and that's why you don't respect mine. Um, <laughs> the problem is, is that in 1986, you were this little fucking kid that was just... I was 12 years old. I was 12 years old. All right, you were 12 years old, and you, what you had access to was Kiss Asylum, Motley Crue. MTV baby, Judas Priest, Iron Maiden. Yeah, that's all that was in your grasp because you weren't telling mommy and daddy, "Hey, take me to that import shop," because that's where the grown-ups was going. I was what at that time, eighty-six. I was twenty-one. So I, I mean, but even before that, like when I was eighteen, nineteen, I was already discovering. Venom, Slayer, Merciful Fate. Not saying I'm That's better true. than you because I hate no, when no, people no, no. think I'm being pompous. It's just the way it was. A lot of it does depend on your era because there's a lot of people that love the Black Album, that era of Metallica. But I was there before, so it pisses me off. So you know what I mean. But it don't piss me off, dude. Oh, oh yeah, like, yeah. And, and my, I, my, first, my first Iron Maiden was somewhere in time. Okay. But because that was my first, I wasn't turned off. I was, that's what I liked immediately. And then I went back. So I totally get why you don't like it. And, and I, can give think- you, I can give you a prime example of how I can fit into that same category as you. When it All comes right, to, go. oh, I went uh, somewhere in time and something like that. Me, my love for point of entry is is it, it it just sparkles what you're saying because point of entry was kind of like turbo in a way without the you know 
keyboard right. thing. But it was so, so it was so commercial compared to everything before it. And yet I fucking loved it. You know, because of the time. You know? I agree. So you know, and then there's people that came into Judas Priest and Painkiller that would say, Point of entry sucks because they go back and, you know, they discover, oh wow, British Steel kicks ass, state class, this is great. Point of, what the fuck point of entry? What is this? You know? But to me, it's it's such a left field, but I love that album. But enough of the good segue that we really went off. Let's go back to the album we're going to review. And uh, I think we should start off with the title track. How about you, Ian? You think so? I will. Oh, I will start right now. I love this motherfucking song. This is the title track, The Ultimate Sin. I think this is an incredible fucking track. Jakey e. Lee shines on this. The whole band shines on this. It was the second single off the album. They did make a video for it that I think is hilarious. It was kind of a spoof of Dallas and TV shows at the time. An amazing song and a great video, in my opinion. And it reminds me of when I first came into Ozzy. Awesome, awesome track. Ultimate Sin is incredible. What do you think, Ralph? It's alright. I, I don't love it. I don't hate it. It's an okay too. Really? Yeah, really? It's, it's, okay. it's okay. I'm not saying it's bad. It's okay. okay. It's, it's, it's alright. I mean, compared to the other stuff on here, yeah, it's good. But uh, believe it or not, I saw the tour. I saw the Ultimate Sin tour. I unfortunately didn't have Metallica, but fortunately... Who did you have? Queen's Queen Yeah, Drive? even though they looked okay. really weird at the time. But I love Rage that, for Order. Was that the... Uh, Rage, Rage for Order. Rage for Order. Great. Okay. They opened up with Rue... Whatever the Rue Magal, whatever the fucking... Yeah, yeah, Ru, yeah, I know. The, the first track off, off the second side of that album. Enough of Queen's, right? Uh, they didn't play the Ultimate Sin when I saw them. I was shocked. They didn't play the title track, though there is live footage of them playing it, so they were playing it on that tour. But by the time they came down here, I guess Ozzy was sick of the song and they weren't playing it anymore. Um, it's an alright tune, but, you know, I don't think it's, like, great. Unlike the next track, which I really love, and which was one of the tracks that, you know, I didn't give a chance back in the 80s. And when I listened to it again for my feature review... I was quite surprised how much I really liked Secret Loser. I think this song, the melody is really good. It's it's very melodic, and you know it's kind of like you know commercial a bit. But I really really like uh, Secret Loser. I think it's uh, one of the standout tracks. It is my favorite track off the album, dude. Yeah. Wow. Yep. What do you think, Ian? Uh, I love it. I think it's a very underrated Ozzy rocker. Uh, this one, you know, another, like all the songs on this album, a Bob Daisley pin tune. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, he wasn't, talking, he wasn't in the lineup. No, no, he what, did. What a uh, he, no. did, he, he quit. He, he did the writing, but he quit before the album was recorded. Uh-huh. Uh, there was a lineup. There was a lineup. Uh, Ozzy got out of fucking rehab. Jake had written a lot of music. And the original lineup before it was recorded was Ozzy, Jakey Lee, Bob Daisley, and Jimmy DeGrasso on drums. That I did not know. I knew Bob Daisley, Yes, I didn't know Jimmy DeGrasso. Yes. Yes, Jimmy DeGrasso. And then everything got sidelined when 
uh, Ozzy did the, you know, during the summer was Live Aid, and it looked like Black Sabbath was going to get back together. Yeah. You know, and, and that was going to happen for a while, and then it stopped. And then by the time they got back together, Jimmy DeGrasso was gone, Rudy, uh, uh, what's the Phil Suzanne. Uh, Phil, Phil Suzanne and uh, Randy Castillo were brought in. Uh, but I, I love this song. And uh, they played this live. Yes, it was, was yes. played when I saw them that year, too. And, and to me, Jakey e. Lee sounds amazing on this. And I will say this. Jakey e. Lee is my favorite Ozzy guitar player. He's a great one, I got to tell you. And, and there's a lot of people. St. Randy. Hey. All right, don't, I, don't go not, overboard here. No, 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 no. He is I'm a fake. I'm going overboard. You know, you know what he was. He was a shitty airplane pilot. I'll tell you that. But anyway, you know. Oh, stop! Calm down. Fuck you. Funny, funny, funny. No Randy Rhodes jokes. None. Not right, Ian. Do not talk bad about the guy that was superior to Jakey Lee. Oh, and I like how you said that. Yeah, Randy Rhodes hated Black Sabbath. Did not respect or like Black Sabbath. I don't care. That's him, dude. Just because right. he hated it doesn't take away his great guitar play. No, no, I'm Jack not off. He, I'm not saying he wasn't a great guitar player. No, but but you, that, you saying, know, you know, I'm, I'm saying I prefer Jakey. Yeah, Lee. but you know, Black Sabbath is my favorite band, so you think somehow just because Randy Rhodes didn't like Black Sabbath, I'm supposed to be turned off by it? No, dumbass. It doesn't matter what anybody fucking thinks. It's the music that talks to me, not somebody's damn opinion. There you go. You know, thank I'm God, say- thank God, I'm not a big Dave Holland fan. <laughs> In my opinion, like uh, people are like, oh, Jake. I mean, so many people are like, oh, Randy. I th- I think Randy did two great albums. Uh, you know, the, his best like album. Yeah, well, yeah. Come but on, I, look at. Look at those first two Quiet Ride albums. Do nothing for me. That's right. They're horrible. They're Do fucking horrible. For me. You, you know what? I, you know what I really love is the two Jakey e. Lee Ozzy albums and the two Badland albums. I enjoy a lot more than the other. I think it's, red. I think the red. It, it's personal preference. I just feel like hey, and, hey, you know, as far as guitar players go, I'm not even going to talk about technically who's better. I feel like Randy Rhodes was an amazing, amazing composer. Like, his stuff on th- the song Diary of a Madman, that song itself, it's like, it's just the composition is above just about every guitar player I know. But that's yeah, my that, opinion. You know? yeah, hey, and I'll give you this, it's it's way better than So Tired. That song's Jake. fucking and that, horrible. And that's Jake. Oh, no, I agree. No, it's really Bob Daisley. But anyway, but oh, and and you know, for the record, I love so tired. Oh, that song's fucking horrible. I but love anyway, that song. go ahead. Uh, Never know we're why. Still talk, we're, we're still talking. Uh, That's the oh, next okay. one, right? So we're done with Secret Loser. Love it. Uh, it's never. I don't even know. I right. have it in front of me. Is that the next track? Never know why. Yes, never know why. Okay. I fucking love. Never know why. It is killer filler to me. It is. Uh, but it's good time Ozzy. To me, uh, it's it's just one of those Ozzy, like, fun fucking songs. Like, they play this live. Everybody's happy. Everybody's smiling. They did play this on the tour. 
I love Never Know Why. Uh, an amazing track. What do you think, Ralph? I love that beginning. Great, great riffage. Awesome riffage. That's all I like about it. I think the rest is pedestrian. We rock, rock, rock. It's so, you know, Twisted Sister, I Want to Rock was popular. And, you know, it was, you know, and uh, what is it? Rock of Ages. We want rock. Everything like rock, rocks. And, And Ozzy got caught up in that. I feel it's kind of pedestrian, it's kind of whatever, but I dig the riff. That takes us into the next song, which was, at the time, kind of controversial. Uh, Thank God for the Bomb, right? That's the next one, right? Yes, it is. Am I right? Okay. Thank God for the Bomb. A lot of people back then were like, thank God for the Bomb. Why do you bring up God and the Bomb and blah, blah, blah? Well, the meaning behind it is, you know, that's the only thing that's stopping war. Because people were afraid of a nuclear war, so thank God for the bomb for stopping war. That's what it meant. Now this song irritates me to no end. I don't know <laughs> that that especially the chorus that thank God for the bomb. Not only does it repeat way too many times, but it also has that really high pitched like keyboard in the background going dee 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 dee. Oh, I hate that song. You? Um. The song is dated, not only because of the lyric matter, but, uh, you know, a keyboard white. It's my least favorite on the album, but I still like it, but I will minus five chopsticks for the nukia nukia. <laughs> that, that's fucking terrible. That, that, that is fucking terrible. That fucking Bob Daisley, man. No, no. Ozzy actually wrote that part. <laughs> yeah, he did, right? That, and then she's like, uh, like, oh, Ozzy. Yeah, You're I'm saying sure. Ozzy doesn't contribute? No, Ozzy contributes to Nuka Nuka. I'm sure. Where'd uh, you, where'd you uh, get that info from? Uh, you might have. Okay. But, uh, yeah, it's my least favorite, but I still like this song. I, I really do. I really do. And I'm going to take a hot steam and piss while you talk about a song that I ain't even going to say what I think about it. You go to the next song. All right. Uh, the next song's Never. I think if it's not, Ian just left, so he can't correct me. I don't have the album in front of me, so I can't tell you what's the next track. But if it is Never, this is another track that I was like, ooh, this is not bad when I went back and listened to the album again. I think that opening riff is awesome. Damn, you know, it just rips. It's a ripping song, and I actually like this song, though it was not played live. Uh, it's a good song, though, you know, I'm. It's like whatever. Oh no no no! Wait, I gotta take that back. I do remember that Ozzy did play the Ultimate Sin in its entirety. Uh, I believe at some show when this album was released, I mean, maybe it was a album release party or something. But Ozzy did perform every song off this album uh, at a show. Maybe it was more than one show, but it was played at least once. Never. Um, and I like it. This is another song that I really like off the album. Never. What do you think, Ian, now that you're back from your piss? Oh, man. This is in a three-way tie for my favorite song on the album. And is probably in my top seven songs, seven Ozzy songs of all time. Fucking Never is amazing. Holy fucking shit. 
Ozzy sounds great on this song. Great fucking riff by Jakey Lee. An amazing song. Uh, it's better than any song on any app. Uh, well, okay, other than No More Tears, it's better than any other song Ozzy did the rest of his whole fucking career. I fucking love Never. It's absolutely fucking amazing. I think it's weird that he had two songs with Never in the top. Like, Never Know Why, and then there's just Never. That's kind of weird. But fuck it. It works, because like I said, other than the song No More Tears, this blows any other fucking song Ozzy ever did away. Love this goddamn track. Then you flip this motherfucker over. We go to side two, and it's Lightning Strikes. Um, this is Ozzy by the fucking numbers. Uh, and it sounds like a lot of other Ozzy tracks. You know why? Because Bob Daisley fucking wrote it. And it's great. It, it's great. They did play this live on the tour. Uh, I, I love it. It's just a fun Ozzy rocker. What do you think, Ralph? Uh, like uh, Never Know Why, I really like that opening riff. It's very uh, traditional metal. Gotta love that. I love that shit. But that's it. I think the rest of the album, the rest of the song is it's just crap. I, I hate it. I hate the song. Rocking on ninety ten and I hate but, it. But 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 you like Perry Mason and so tired. Oh God, two horrible fucking songs. Look at Ian. Can't can't, can't, right. can't accept right. the opinions of others. Yeah. Poor and no, I can't. Bastard. Oh, I'm very insecure. Yeah, whatever. Very insecure. I love Under the Rose too. I oh. I, I, I had to bring that in. <laughs> oh, ouch. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I hate this song. I hate Lightning Strikes Again. And, uh, I don't know. I don't remember them playing this live, but they might have. They have a stupid video for it. I think all the videos for this album are stupid as fuck. I know you like the ultimate sin, but what the fuck? This chick just shows up out of the blue, and Ozzy gets upset. Wow, what a concept. Boy, you're easily amused. Oh, because that bitch was hot. Oh, my God, she was so hot. So why get pissed when she appears? That even makes it more confusing. I don't get pissed, but she just looks at Ozzy. He's like, oh, you look angry, just like Sharon. But at the time, Sharon was like like fucking 400 pounds in the 80s. A lot of people don't know that Sharon was very fat in the fucking 80s. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're right. He did wear a bathrobe on this tour the whole time. You know, it was a multicolored bathrobe. You you didn't know uh, Ultimate Sin was sponsored by Little Debbie's. (laughs) I, I believe it. But, oh, my God, that chick was so fucking fine. And, it, and she looked just like the chick on the album cover. And, and that had to be one of the things that really got me. You know, it's like with the, the, the uh, shot in the dark video and the ultimate sin. It's the same chick. And, oh. And stuff. trivia, trivia. Right. Who does a cameo in the ultimate uh, the shot in the dark video? Who does a cameo? Louisa Zappa. Yes. Louisa Zappa. But, uh, oh my god, what a hot fucking bitch. Oh, sexy. I, I love me some, I love some dark haired brunette fucking bitches. I wonder, look- I wonder if they drew her on the album cover or they just look for a girl that looked like the chick from the album cover. I, you know, I, I've often wondered that myself because it's, it's an amazing similarity what they look like. And I also want to add that it is one of Ozzy's best album covers. Oh, 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 one of, 
I don't know. The only one that I think comes close is fucking. Well, I don't. I don't know. Bark of the Moon is awesome, but I'm really partial to fucking Diary of a Madman too. I, 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 I don't know. Just about Diary of Madman. I love Diary of Madman. Don't get me wrong, but I, my favorite is Blizzard of Oz. It's just so. I don't know. So simple, but awesome. Uh, it's yeah, a symbolic album cover, you know. It's anyway. kind of half-assed, just like the album. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Okay, All that's right. my taste, will you? <laughs> All right, so let's go to the next song. Mr. Wadley. Killer of Giants. Uh, I used to not like this song. You used to not do anything for me, but I tell you what, I listened to this, this out like ten times. Right before the review. And, uh, man, I really liked it. And this is one he brought out on his last solo tour. He actually played this song on that tour. And and when I saw that he was playing, I was like, really? That's the one you pick out? Uh, but listen to it over and over again. I was like, damn, that's a really cool song. Even though, like, lyrically it's dated. Like, yeah, oh, it's us against Russia kind of thing. But, uh. But man, I really, really liked it. Killer Giants, I think, is is a great fucking track. This was the working title for the album. At the last minute, Ozzy changed it to Ultimate Sin. But it was Killer Giants to, to the last second. I love it. What do you think, Ralph? I've always liked this song, actually. It was one of the ones that I even liked in the 80s. I thought, okay, this is a... De- I mean, I didn't love it. I just, I just liked it. And listen to it now, it's kind of like... Yeah, I agree. It's dated, not only lyric wise, but music wise. Like, that I whole, don't think. Yeah, well, I, well, not the the song itself, but the production, the keyboards being too high in the mix, kind of takes away from it. You know, I mean, it's his. You know, Ozzy always had one of these songs on his album. There's Revelation, Mother Earth, Diary of a Madman, Waiting for Darkness. This is that one. Like Fire in the Sky was the next one. No More Tears is the one after. He always has these epic songs, and this is the epic song on the album. I never hated the song. This is the one song that I was like, ah, you know, even back in the 80s, yeah, it's a cool tune, you know, but uh, now listen to it again. What bothers me about it the most is really the the solo section before the guitar solo. I just, I feel that's filler, a filler part of the song that should be extracted. And I know I did not mention this on my YouTube review because I sent I seem to change like a chameleon. But uh, my opinion on music here and there, but I, I gave it a glowing review. I watched my YouTube um, review today actually, but I listened to the album in my car this past week to get refamiliar with it. And uh, it's it's whatever. Uh, what's the next one? I don't even know. <coughs> Fool like you. Fool like you. Oh, yeah. The one that sounds like a Santana song in the beginning, right? I fucking love it. I love it. Another great track. This album fucking rules. This this is so much better than any fucking Ozzy album that comes after it. And I, I like I like I like No Rest for the Wicked, but there's something missing. I I, I think fucking no More Tears is way the fuck overrated. And anything after No More Tears is fucking horrible. It's all fucking auto-tuned, mailed in. Sounds like an Aerosmith album with 57 riders. Horrible shit. 
I, I, if Ozzy would put out a new album with a song as good as Fool Like You, I would be happy. But unfortunately, he hasn't. I love Fool Like You. What do you think, Ralph? Oh, you already said you hate it. All right, let's go to the last I didn't, track. I didn't get into it. I just said the beginning sounds like Carlos Santana. What song is that? <laughs> the Black Magic. Oil Kamaba? I don't know. Oil. I hate Santana. You, you like that? See, I love, you like that, Kami? I love Santana. He is so. I don't say this you want to talk about fucking overrated guitar player? Uh, I'm not. I'm not saying this. I know you hate him because of his political beliefs. No, but I'm no, saying bullshit. I've I, always hated him before his political career. Uh, I always okay. felt right. he was boring as fuck. Right. And overrated. Just like this right. song to you. Okay? Right. Fool Like You sucks. Horrible fucking song. Yes, there's a million songs afterwards that was better than Fool Like You. One, Changes by Kelly Osbourne. How do you like those fucking apples? All right, okay, I was lying there. I got it. But still, I wanted to get a reaction out of it. Only fools like you like that song. But no, I don't like this song. Fuck this song. What's next? It's the last song, and the biggest hit off the album is Shot in the Dark. I fucking love this song. I love this song better than fucking Crazy Train. Okay. This this, this song, I, I think it's fucking great. I think Ozzy does amazing on this uh great vocal it's just a great fun fucking song uh this is the main reason why you can't buy this cd anymore unless you get an import is because the main writer was phil susan the fucking uh bass player and sharon doesn't want to pay a fucking nickel to people who actually write songs for fucking ozzy and, and uh, here, here's another horrible fucking uh, Sharon story is when Randy Castillo died of cancer. Before you say this story. Oh, wait, before okay. he died or after he died? No, this was at his funeral. Yeah, I know what you're about to say. And let me tell you right. something. I okay. am beyond disgusted about this story. Yes. yes. I Let me tell you, and I'll let you tell the story. I won't tell the story. But I just want to say this. Before I heard about this I was a defender of this kind. And I was like, dude, if it wasn't for her, Ozzy wouldn't be alive. Blah, blah, blah. You know what all us sheep say. You know? But when I heard this story, I said, you know what? That's beyond low. Fucking poor. Fuck this kind. That to me is worse than taking Bob Daisley and Lee Kerslake off those albums, which is beyond disgusting as well, by the way. But go ahead. Tell this disgusting fucking story. All right. Well, one thing I will say, and I'll say I'll say this right now in, in complete honesty: without Sharon, Ozzy would either be dead or yeah. in the where they fucking now file. Yeah, and th- that's the honest to God's truth. Whatever he'd be, you think about, he'd Sh- be like the original singer of Uriah Heep. Exactly. Ex- exactly. I give Sharon credit where credit's due. She's an amazing businesswoman and she's saved Ozzy. Can never deny that. But she's also a vile piece of fucking shit that cares nothing about art and only about the fucking money. And at Randy's fucking funeral, you know, if any of you ever been to a funeral, sometimes you kneel before the casket, you know, you say a prayer, you say whatever, and shit. 
she kicked Bill Susan because they were in lawsuits over fucking royalties over Shot in the Dark. And that's why this album was not remastered with a lot of other ones when they remastered it because it's the same thing as like replacing the bass and the drums on the first two albums. Anything she can do to save a buck to fuck somebody out of money and more money for her. And Ozzy said this a million times. He wanted to retire years ago, but he can't. He said this on Howard Stern. He cannot retire because of the way this cunt spends fucking money. You know, and here's a prime example. You know, now Ozzy says, I, I think he reads a teleprompter, he hates Ultimate Sin. Funny they played all these songs live, and he loved it then. But now he hates it. Because wrong. Because album is... Wrong. Wrong, wrong, wrong. I all want right, you to go right. on YouTube and find an Ozzy Osbourne interview that, God damn it, I don't remember what show it no, was. No, 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 I saw, I saw the, the one from fucking, uh... Uh, fucking uh, Headbangers Ball, where he's like, no. "Oh, it's better than the last album and shit." Well, no, no. During the uh, during Ultimate Sin, he said it. He wasn't that happy with the album during while promoting the album. He said that. He said he wasn't happy with it. Well, he, wh- why did he play so much live on that tour then? Well, who? Well, maybe Sharon made him. Who knows? But he did say, it. "Hey, look." Don't question me when Oz, it's Ozzy saying it. I'm not, like, making shit up. You can see it on YouTube. He actually no, said no, 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 no. he didn't like saying, Ultimate Sin. I'm just saying Ozzy, Ozzy says what fucking Sharon tells him to. No, no, that's not true. Come on. It really, there, like, he went on Howard been. Stern and said fucking Sharon is like throwing a oh. hot dog down a hallway. You think oh, Sharon really? would have him say that? Hey, hey, hey. He fucking stepped aside and let fucking the first two albums get re redone with new bass and new drums. You're right, you're right. He's, he's and, and, then, and, and then later, when the fans cried out, then he said he didn't like it. But he'd let it fucking happen. But he didn't like didn't it. He? But he let it happen, didn't he? Well, he doesn't have no say. He's fucking... Sure. Oh, but you just said he has no say. No, but... All right, you got me there. Okay. There you got me. But, I mean, I'm giving you also an example that he does say shit... You know that that uh, Sharon wouldn't approve of, and he did say. And let me tell you, and let me verify another thing. He didn't really like the sound of Ultimate Sin. He felt well, no, like the I, album was bad, badly produced. No, and he I, said I, that during the Ultimate Sin interviews. I, I get, but I tell you what. You know what sounds even worse than this album? And I I don't mind this album. I like the way it sounds. I don't. But. But have you ever watched the video Ultimate Ozzy? Yes. The keyboards are so fucking loud it drowns out the guitars. It's fucking terrible. Yeah, it's I, a, I agree. It's a, I agree. It's a terrible video. As much as I would have loved to see that tour because I love Jakey Lee, I would have loved to see Metallica open up that video Ultimate Ozzy. It's hard to get through because the keyboards are so fucking horrible. And I, and I hate to tell you this, that's how it was live as well. I know. I was going to ask you about that. It I was mean, it's like, like that. And it's it was, like, oh my god. It was god. terrible. It was a terrible show. I, I didn't like that show. I was oh. very turned off by that show. It was like, eh. I, I, Wasn't I like, the worst I like... time I saw Ozzy, though, believe it or not. Really? What was the worst time you saw? Speak of the Devil Tour. 
Really? I saw Speaker of the Devil. Did you see what, what, what Brad Gillis? Nope. Jakey Lee was the guitar player on the Speaker of the Devil tour. Really? And what? Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought I thought it was Bernie Tomei and then uh, Bernie Tomei, Bernie Tomei, then Brad Gillis, and then when they did the tour, it was Jakey Lee and on bass. I forgot the name of the guy, but he had a cheese grater on his bass. Pete Way? No, he had a cheese grater. No, no, he wasn't no well-known guy. I believe he was in Great White at one point, but on none of their albums. He was an LA musician, and he had a cheese grater on his bass. I, I'd never heard of this. And it never was Tommy this Aldridge. This breaking news. Yeah, Tommy Aldridge. And it was Jakey Lee. Jakey Lee um, was the guitar player. Now, if you want to think back, remember, Oz Festival was Jakey Lee, and that was also before um, Bark at the Moon. Yes, it was, yeah. So that was at the same time. Now, J- and Ozzy had short hair. Right, yeah, because he, he shaved his head. And it was actually... Before the US Festival, I saw that show. Vandenberg opened, and Ozzy was horrible that night. He was just. It, I, 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 well, that's what I'm getting at. Was it because of keyboards, no. or it was just Ozzy? No, Ozzy was, was drunk and belligerent, and he just okay. sucked. It was, a, it was sad. But then he came back to Bark at the Moon, and he fucking. That was one of the best times I saw Ozzy. Was the right. Bark of the Moon tour? Cause oh, you know, I it, imagine. Yeah, and I was front row for that. And I did not discuss what I feel about Shot in the Dark, and I will tell you. Shot in the Dark. I I saw Shot in the Dark was world premiered on MTV before the album came out. And I got to tell you, the first time I heard it, it was mind-blowing because it didn't sound like nothing Ozzy's ever done. Just the beginning of it was weird. It was like, what is this? And I dug it, and I still dig it. I think it's a good song. You were talking earlier how... They pulled out Killer Giants on the screen. They also pulled this out, song out again. And they were playing this on the Scream tour. Where right. by the time they came down here, they took off Killer Giants. I don't know if they added this one to it. I don't know. But I know they were playing this song on it. And I'll tell you something else, which I'm sure will upset you. Um, okay. Before they played Shot in the Dark, Ozzy said... Um, I've been known to have a lot of great guitar players in the band. Tony Iommi, <sighs> Randy Rhodes, <sighs> Zach Wilde, <sighs> and now I'd like to introduce our new guitar player. His name is Gus J. If this song features him. This is Shot in the Dark. And he did Shot in the Dark, then his guitar solo. Didn't mention Jake. Makes me sick. <laughs> Makes me fucking sick. True story. But there is interviews where Ozzy has praised Zach w- uh, Jakey Lee. But uh, so that so in retrospect, I mean, uh, looking back, I still think Ultimate Sin was the weak, the weakest of the '80s Ozzy albums. I love No Rest of the Wicked. I thought it was him coming back to basic. Yeah, it had a couple songs that were like, eh. But I think that album is is, is the most underrated Ozzy album from the '80s. By far, um, it was it was just going back to heavy metal, the straightforward heavy metal, you know. Uh, there, I mean, there, there there's some great songs, and I gotta say, I actually prefer Black Label to what he's done with Ozzy. Um, Not me. You know, you know, I, I I think fucking No More Tears is the 
way overrated. I think that's a great album, actually. I think way overrated. Is awesome. I I hate time I, after time, I, and I, I I think the song "No More Tears" is one of, in the top fucking five all time. I love that. Yeah, that's song. a masterpiece. I love Mr. Tinker oh, oh. Train, Zombie Stomp. Yeah, see, I'm like, and eh, with that. I, I but like the those song, songs. The, the song "No More Tears," all time Ozzy classic. The rest of that album, eh. I, I, I take fucking No Rest for the Wicked over fucking No More Tears. And I will say something that nobody says. I prefer, What's that? I prefer Zach over Jake. Oh. Yeah, I okay. do. I do because wow. uh, he released one of my all-time favorite albums of all time. And it's not a metal album, but I am a huge, huge Somewhere fan. Somewhere having an L? Book of Shadows, which features that. Song. Book of Shadows, yeah, yeah, yeah. I Book can that Shadows, album, right up. and that, he's doing a, he's putting out a sequel. I heard Book of Shadows, Book of Shadows Part Two, which yeah. I'm a little weary of because even though I really did like Hangover music, I felt that was him trying to do Book of Shadows again. But we'll see, we'll see. The thing is, Zach, I gotta admit, I mean, just truth be told, he doesn't have that voice anymore that he did in Book of Shadows, like. His vocals on a song like, let's say, Way, Way Beyond Empty, it was so powerful and strong, and he, he can't sing like that anymore. Pride and Glory was another phenomenal, but I'm a big Southern no, rock no, no. Uh, So uh, we're, that's it, we're done, we're going into Pick of the Week? Well, I, there's a couple things I okay, want to say it. here. This album came out February 22nd, 1986. <laughs> Produced by Ron Nevinson and has gone double platinum. Uh, this is the highest charting Ozzy album of all time in the U.S. Went to number six. Uh, great fucking album. It, uh, let's see, a lot of other stuff I've gone into already. When the rest of his career was remastered, this wasn't remastered. And... Uh, Ozzy says it's because he doesn't like it. I think it has a lot to do with the lawsuit, once again, with the Osbournes, believe it or not, with Phil Susan, who wrote uh, Shot in the Dark, the biggest hit off of this. And that's why when you hear, when you hear it now in compilation, it's either a live version or it's not on there at all. It's because that bitch doesn't want to come up with the cash that she honestly owes Bill Susan for writing that incredible fucking song. Which is fucking wrong. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty fucking sick. Did you know that she kicked Mickey D down a flight of stairs? No, I yeah. never heard you this. Know, you know how I heard, found out about this, oddly enough? No. The, no. Oz, the show, The Osbournes. Uh, Kelly said to her mom, oh, yeah, like that day you kicked the, the drummer of Motorhead down a flight of steps. And that fucking show, that show was fucking horrible. I mean, it, it, it did turn a lot of people on to Ozzy, but for the wrong reasons. It was so scripted and such bullshit. And, and to me, it took away from the greatness that is Ozzy Osbourne, who was one of the greatest frontmen of all time. I, I, I love Ozzy. I really, really love fucking Ozzy. I mean, he's a singer for Black Sabbath, for Christ's sake. The original. He's one of the four founders of fucking heavy metal. And that fucking cunt turned him into a fucking joke. And, and it's sad. It's sad, man. I, I agree. I, I agree. But, you know, unlike most people, it's like 
I, I'm just such a fanatic of Ozzy Osbourne that I, I, no, no, I, I, I overlook that. that. I overlook that. I still respect the man. Anyway, fuck this shit. I love Ultimate Sin. Check it out. Ralph says not so much. Let's go into pick of the week. Ralph, do you have a pick of the week or as usual? Do you want me to go first while you pick? You one? know I never have a pick of the week. You go while I look you, around. I look you, around at you, my you. stuff. This is what I do every pick of the week. Ian talks about his pick, and I look to my side where all my CDs are and my vinyl. I just take a, a gander over there and look, and by the time he's done uh, talking about his pick of the week, I got one too. All right, well, keep on looking while I talk about my pick of the week, which is not a CD, but is a DVD that I just bought that is so fucking amazing. This is Overkill Live, wrecking everything live in Asbury Park, New Jersey. Well, that's an old one. This, Oh, yeah, I know, but I fucking love it. It doesn't matter how no, old it's it good. is. It's good. Okay, I'm sorry. I figure, you know, I don't know. Oh, my God. Uh, it was a... 20th anniversary concert that they did and it is fucking amazing it's a two disc set the first disc is is the live concert which is incredible second disc has like a 90 minute documentary that they filmed that is incredible it tells the whole story and it, it it's a really cool story just to me it, it it's really all about him and Dee Dee now normally this fucking DVD is like a fucking $1,000. I mean, it's crazy what they charge for this. But if you use our Amazon link, you can get it for $24.99. I, I don't know what more I got to tell you people. Use our Amazon. Go on the Podbean page. Got all those links on the side of the page. Use that Amazon link and get this fucking DVD for $24.00. This motherfucker is worth it. And I, I, I just got it. And if they release it on Blu-ray tomorrow, I'm going to buy two fucking copies using our Amazon link. I'm going to pick a band that made an amazing first album and then made a bunch of, in my opinion, crappy albums. Now, and, then, and then they made a new album that's fucking amazing. It's the, okay. It came out last year, the album by Body Count. What was the name of that album? Manslaughter. Manslaughter. Holy crap. That Great fuck, album. That Great album, album is so amazing. It's like, you know, the, all you guys that, 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 you know, you know Body Count because of their first album, Cop Killer, which, by the way, I own the original Cop Killer. I got it, too. Signed it by too. everybody, and all of them but two of them are, are dead. They all you died. You can still get that, but you have to go on Amazon and use another link. That's right. That's right, Gene. And um, <laughs> I like that. You like that one. So I highly recommend it. And if you want a good laugh, go on YouTube and type in Body Count Institutionalized because they redo that suicidal Tennessee classic. But oh, they great have su- video. Great video great and, and a great take because, you know, it, it, he just comes up with different stuff. And, you know, Mike is talking about his parents. He talks about having problems getting into his email account. Uh, Somebody telling him he shouldn't be eating that sandwich and his wife giving him a hard time. Oh, man. It's a great, great, great song. And that, but then that, that uh, talk shit gets shot. That's a great song, too. The second track, uh, Praise of Death. 
Prey of Death. Oh my God, that song's that's like my favorite track off that album. Highly recommend Body Count Manslaughter. My pick of the week. Great fucking choice. Great, and a lot of people like eh, Ice T. You know what? Ice T knows a lot more fucking metal and hardcore metal than some people that listen to this fucking show. He is a true Hell fan. Yeah. And when I saw Body Count back on the first album, they did a tour headlining. They took out Exodus and DRI and Propane. So, you know, he, yes. and, he and and let me tell you, when I went to the show, Ice-T hung out and watched all these fucking bands. Yeah. You know? Ice-T knows and loves metal, so don't oh, have yeah. any preconceived notions. That is a bad motherfucker, right? He has there. long hair, too. <laughs> yes, he does. Yeah, all he, right, well, that is our pick of the week. And yeah. now I gotta go into fan of the week, which holy shit, this put the biggest smile on my goddamn face. I was so happy. I had to call Ralph the other night and say, "Get your ass on fucking iTunes right now and read this review." Ralph, did you did you go read the review? No, you told me this yesterday, and I was in the studio yesterday, and I I've been believe me. I came home so tired yesterday. I woke up. I've been hanging out with my guitar player, writing songs all day. So I, I haven't had a time to get online. I will today. All right. Later. Well, all right. Ralph hasn't had time, but I want to tell you guys, because this shit is so awesome. Uh, we ask you guys, because it, it means everything to the show, and it really helps us to go on iTunes and leave a review. And there is an amazing review and this is the guy's, uh, you know, you gotta have like a, uh, what, code name or whatever the fuck it is, uh, you know, uh, stage name, whatever the fuck it is. Assault, Assaulted Peanut. <laughs> I love that. Already. I love this. I know. He left the most amazing review. It was, I wish this guy would have posted this when we had the contest going, because he would have won. But he didn't. But it, right now, it is my favorite. Even though our actual contest winner is coming up in a few short weeks. But this guy, holy shit, this is one of the funniest reviews I've ever read. And it's also a very poignant review. He points out a lot of great things about the show that I agree with. But it's funny and it's awesome. And Assaulted Peanut, you are the fan of the week. It was so fucking amazing. I got to give some more shout-outs to our favorite affiliate, which is ThatMetalStation.com. Holy shit, ThatMetalStation.com has an amazing contest right now for a box full of metal. You motherfuckers need to go on ThatMetalStation.com, figure out how you can be part of this, because you want to win this shit. It is awesome. And check, check out that Metal Station, period. But especially Sundays at 11 Eastern Time and Thursdays at 3 Eastern Time. Awesome fucking station, and we thank them so much for having us. Go on iTunes. So many of you are going on iTunes. Holy shit. Our iTunes numbers have gone through the fucking roof. Yeah, thank you. And that's what I love about a lot of these reviews that we get. They say that. They're like, it's like two friends talking. Because that's what we are. We are your two friends telling you different opinions, or sometimes the same opinion, of a great album. There's a lot of shit people can do. But we are so thankful that you tune in every week to listen to us. And we're going to give you the best this week and every week. 
All right, well, that concludes our stuff. But before we give our little end, I see we got a little time left. What do you say we play some tunes? Oh, yeah, I got some good ones. Uh, What do you got for us, Ian? Oh, I got one off a very special album that someday needs to be the whole focus of one of our episodes. Because this is a very unique album. This was a live album of unreleased songs put out by one of the biggest assholes, but one of the greatest of all time. Oh, I know what you're going to say. Sweaty Teddy. Hell yeah. I love Oh my God. Here we go. From Intensities in 10 Cities. Jail
All right. If that don't make you want to fuck little kids, I don't know what will. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, oh, I fucking love that song. I love that album, man. Fucking Put Up yeah. or Shut Up, Flying Lip Lock. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what, man? I, I, I know, I know. Ted Nugent is an asshole, and he, not very liked by just about everybody. And, yeah, there's a lot of things he says that I'm kind of like, eh. But then there's a lot of things he says I'm like, yeah, why, why, fuck yeah, man. You know, but I'm not going to get into that because this ain't about politics. Fuck politics. It's all about music. It's all but about I'll brotherhood. You, I'll tell you what. That album and Weekend Warriors are a couple that I would love to do episodes on. I'm Fucking not a big it. fan of Weekend Warrior, believe it or not. What? I love Need You Bad in the title track. Oh, fucking tight spaces? Well, I gotta listen to it again. Oh. I gotta tell you this. I gotta tell you this. It's one of the greatest album covers ever, though. Good friends and a bottle of pills? I gotta listen to it again. Yeah, you need to. But but the album cover, man, that is one of the coolest album covers ever. Amazing. What a fucking painting, man. I would love to own that painting. Yeah, it's like Kiss Meets Man of War. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Now that you mentioned Man of War, fuck it. You know, I've been on this... Manowar kick lately. I've been and who has it? It's fucking Manowar. I, you know, a lot of people are like they're cheese, and it's like, yeah. But when you go to pizzeria, do you say don't put no cheese on that pizza? You all love cheese. No, yeah. and when I swap metal, I say put a loincloth on it. That's right. Well, I, you know, hey, I love loincloth era Manowar. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> it's some great shit. But I'm gonna go a little later. It's a little later, okay. Manowar. Non Rasta Bosware. You know, I'll be honest with you. Oh, non Rasta Boss. My favorite okay. Manowar is Rasta Boss, but I have no problem with the later stuff. To be honest with you, I kind of lost track with Manowar because I'll tell you a little Manowar story. Um, I never saw Manowar till the Warriors of the World tour. They finally came to Florida, and it was like you want to talk about. I, a bucket list band that I've, that's been in my bucket for decades was Manowar. Always wanted to see Manowar. And then finally came the day that I went to go see Manowar. They were playing the culture room. And let me remind you, this is a band that on the second album, Into Glory Ride, has a song called Gloves of Metal, where the lyrics are, and I quote, We wear leather. We wear spikes. We rule the night. That's metal, motherfucker. So I go to that show with my spikes, ready to fucking make the sign of the hammer, and worship Manowar, and I get to the door, and there's a sign there that says, no spikes allowed. (laughs) I was like, you motherfuckers. What happened to we wear leather, we wear spikes? I'm talking about this place that I've gone to countless times with spikes. They never asked me to take off my spikes at the culture room, but Manowar demanded it. Another thing, Manowar went through the motions that night. They didn't after all these years waiting to see them, they gave me a half-assed performance. They were rude to the fans, though I wasn't around for that because I was just so so disgusted I left the show after it was done. I didn't want to meet Manowar, but I heard they were dicks to everybody and I was very turned off by it that I refused to listen to Manowar ever since. But in recent times, like uh, last month on Shuffle, the song that came out was Blood of the Kings. And I was like, God damn, I love this band. I hate you because I love you so much. And now I've been, <laughs> all I've been doing lately is listening to Manowar over and over and over again. And here's a song off their last album that, you know, I'm going to now look into. Hey, Ian, if you can hook me up with anything past the Warriors of the World, I'd appreciate it. 
Oh, um, I've got it all. I've got yeah, it all. Yeah, because fuck supporting them. Uh, uh, I, I'm. Yeah. This is a song off their last album that I bought, uh, Warriors of the World, and this song just fucking rules to no end. Into the fire of hell I will burn and die! 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 Into the house of death!
Orgasmatron is such a great album. And I and I place a lot of that greatness on their drummer at the time, Pete, Pete Gill. Pete Gill from Saxon. And fuck yeah. it, let's play something off uh of Orgasmatron, uh, my second favorite song right after Orgasmatron that features the great Phil Gill, uh, Pete Gill, Pete and Gill. Pete Gill, and this is a monstrous song I fucking love to death, which I don't think Motorhead's ever played this shit live, not that I know of. This song is called The Claw.
That's right, he knows what that claw is for. Lemmy and the boys off the Orgasmatron, the classic, and the song, The Claw. Uh, what do you got for us there, Ian? All right. I got another song with Pete Gill on drums. And this is one of my favorites from fucking Saxon. All-time great metal song. You know what I'm talking about. This is Princess of the Night. Used to bring the mail to me through the ice and snow. I've sat alone and watched her steaming through the night. Ninety tons of thunder.
Princess of the Night by Saxon. The song's about a train. Did you know that? Yeah, it's about when I pulled on your mom. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh. Yeah, she was <laughs> she was the princess of the night that night. Choo choo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> climb aboard the crazy train. Yeah, uh, my mommy ain't all there. Anyway, oh, <laughs> that's a great one. Yes, uh, my favorite Saxon song. And let me tell you, man, I have a lot of favorite Saxon songs. But to me, Denim and Leather to me is like my favorite Saxon album. That's, oh, amazing! I love that album. It's just so killer. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's get back into like a little more thrashy stuff. And this right here is my all-time favorite song. Speaking of favorite songs, that was my favorite Saxon song. And this is my favorite song from the band Nuclear Assault. This is from the album Survive, F-Sharp. That was Nuclear Salt with my favorite song by them, F-Sharp. And now I'm going to throw it over to Ian for his pick. All right. You know how I like my fucking Accept. Homoerotic. That's why I want to hear Accept with London Leather Boys. All right.
Yes, that was except with London Leather Boys. And to keep the homo flowing, let's go into some Judas Priest. What do you say? Hell yeah. I love it. Hell yeah. Judas Priest rules. My favorite era of Judas Priest was back in the 70s. Oh, I love that 80s love Priest. I love that 80s Priest. I even love what Priest is doing now. I love all that Priest with the exception of an album here or there. But let's go way back to the 70s. And this comes off of Sad Wings of Destiny, which recently Rob Halford said is his favorite Judas Priest album. Did you know that? I I thought he said Ram It Down. No, he said that's his favorite thing to do. Uh, But his his favorite... um, Hey! His favorite Judas Priest album is... And this is a song that you don't really hear many people talk about. You know, I know, you know, but whatever. I mean, there is, it's just a great song. I love it. I mean, the, the hardcore old school love this song. Whoever thinks Judas Priest's favorite album is Sad Wings of Destiny would say probably this is one of the highlights off it. I love this song. This is called Island of Domination.
was the late great Peter Steele and his band Typo Negative with God, I'm sorry, not Typo Negative. <laughs> it was before Typo Carnivore. Negative. It was Carnivore. Man, I'm so glad you tuned in this week and I'll give you another reason to come back and that is next week when our special guest is Olympian Michael Phelps. Michael where Phelps. We all smoke Yes, we all smoke a bowl and we listen to Cypress Hills Black Sunday. That's next week on the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Damn it, I can't be here. They drug test me at work. Fuck Bob Daisley. Oh, there, I got the last word. Thanks for listening to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. All rights reserved, Ian Wadley. Any use of this show without express written permission, I will give Terrence Reardon your phone number, bitch. <laughs>